I should put my phone on silent. <laughs> Always fun when people call and then audio recording stops and oh boy. I mean, no one ever calls me. No one ever sends me messages. No one. Hello and welcome to the Great Mates Podcast. If you have never listened to us before, we are just a bunch of young Australians, sometimes two of us, sometimes seven of us. Uh, we get to chat about our lives here in Australia, sometimes pop culture and the internet, and a whole wide range of other stuff. Um, and sometimes if you guys ask us questions, uh, we'll try and answer them. I'm Josh, and with me tonight, I've got the other STEM boy, it's Nick. Yay, yeah, STEM boys Stand unite. Boy. <laughs> oh. I, d- I don't know what, what this Ultron... No, not Voltron was the word I'm thinking. I'm not Ultron. <laughs> don't know what this Voltron forms into. We, fo- we form a... I don't know, what's like a one-two lab equipment? Oh, God. Um, a one-two lab equipment, huh? Yeah, like... like yeah. What's, what's like the brother-sister lab equipment? Pipette? Uh, <laughs> I guess no. Yeah, a, a pipette, a, you know, pipette, a pipette and a bulb. pipette gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess useful. Yeah. Uh, petri dish. That's that's also a one-two sort of thing. Uh, uh, I, I'm not entirely sure what, what kind of science. What will and, we form? What What will we form? What our ultimate form is. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, bacteria culture. Um, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's the thing, because you were bio and I was, like, direct chem, so yeah, even I mean, that doesn't works. mix, mix too well. <laughs> I mean, like, pipette's the only thing in common. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, <laughs> as you might... I mean... Mm-hmm. No, no, you, you go. As you might be able to tell, we don't really have that much to talk about. Um, it is really the only, only just the two of us. So, there, the the Venn diagram of conversational stuff does get very restrictive. Um, but I guess, I guess we can do another spoiler cast for Doctor Who, can't we? I mean, I've, I've watched it, and I, I mean, I watched it too, I have so thoughts. we can do it. We can, yeah, I have, I have thoughts too. So yeah, we, we'll we'll probably do another spoiler cast tonight. Um, so just fair warning now: if you haven't watched Doctor Who, try and find it wherever you may be able to find it legally. Um, we're going to be discussing a lot of stuff about the episode that just dropped today. Um, when we're recording, so just be prepared. As well as probably some dr- some dropping into older yes, on older tangents who... and that, like we did last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, o- overall complete spoiler warning mm-hmm. for all Doctor Who in the last fifty. <laughs> How many years is it now? Fifty-two. 50... If fiftieth was two years, no, two three years ago. No, because. 
that that was the end of Smith and Capaldi had oh god two seasons plus there was gaps in there so so it's a bit fifty five years ago fifty four fifty five yeah let's fact check this but yeah Doctor Who uh, premiere date holy I mean I know it's November it was the month was yeah, November 55, so it'd be 55 coming up years. to it. 55. Yeah, because yeah, it premiered 63. So in a yeah, few weeks, it'll be 55 sense. years. Yeah. Jesus, I thought oh, that 50th anniversary was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, thinking about it, my dad my dad moved away five years ago, and I remember watching it with my dad. So, yeah, it would have to have been that, that long ago. Mm. But, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so, this is really like, um, episode two of this, of this new season is a linear continuation from what happened last week, so. um, Yes, a a direct continuation. I mean, there was a small period of time that passed. No, the opening uh, scene opens directly. Yeah, immediately after what happened. Mm. Then X... I think it might even be the direct same shot. It, and then mm. small period of time gap and then we get into the the rest of the episode. Yeah. But yes, like a direct continuation of last week. Yeah. Um and then what do we what's the scene after we get the um Uh it's it's the two boys in the spaceship. Ah yes. And um there are some strange like and I'm pretty sure this is deliberate to continue sort of the um, very prickly relationship between Graham and I cannot remember Ryan Ryan okay their their relationship is is obviously going to be some sort of massive climactic plot point towards Maybe even the mid, the middle of this season, because, oh, I just yeah, that that would be the good way. Like, get it over and done with, yeah, soon, but have it like a good little plot point, like Mm. a good B plot for, or or even C plot for a while. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, so we find them in one ship, um, piloted by is it? What's her? What's the? Um, female pilot's name? No clue. (laughs) Oh, dear. Because I think it's Angstrom. That does make sense. Yeah. And then, um, we cut to... After after a whole bit about, oh, they're crashing and, um, butting heads on, on that ship. Then we get to cut to the Doctor and, um, Yaz on another ship... With another pilot, um, also, and they're crashing heads. a little bit more seriously. Yes, slightly more seriously, um, <laughs> ever so slightly more seriously. Um, and from there, I guess we land on this weird, deserted planet, and we find out basically it's it's a race, um, a an very- amazing race. Oh God, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't. I'm surprised um the doctor didn't pull out that that pun 
of Amazing Race. Instead, they went with Paris-Dakar, which no longer happens between Paris and Dakar. Uh, I mean, I also think it's more, like, it's a foray show that is 55 years old. That's a better touchstone than Amazing Race. That is Especially true. in the UK. That is true. But, I mean, uh, your other choices would be, like, mm-hmm. Gumball Rally, um... That's about all that I can think of that are like the cultural point check stop. Mm-hmm. Or a really interesting tour to France. <laughs> where, where they can really only be one winner um, and everyone else dies. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, did you have any like thoughts on what happened in the first act? Um, I was quite fascinated by the older ship that crashed, just like how it functioned in a way. Uh-huh. I quite... I, I like... I suppose it's like it's not steampunk per se, but it's... Like, we live in a world at the, at the moment of still like that gap between analog cars and more digital cars in a way. Mm-hmm. And it'd be interesting to think about like, if you were to build a spaceship next year, mm-hmm. how would that work? And even looking at like the old NASA shuttles and that, they were completely analog. Like, not everything can be just done from the armchair of a big Spaceship type thing. Yeah. So yeah, it was interesting to see, like, especially with the TARDIS, where it's a six-man control. Usually. Usually. Unless you're the Doctor. <laughs> In which. Where case. it is like very, you need all hands on deck to get this thing to work properly. It was interesting to see, yeah. 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 A very unlike Star Trek, captain's chair, mm-hmm. little interface in the armrest. Yeah. Type There's, of deal. Yeah. There's a lot more physicality with, with these with these ships in particular. And I yeah. think for this Doctor, like, this seems to be a very physical Doctor. So, Mm-mm-mm. it's an interesting way of, yes, yeah, slowly getting more and more of that introduction into yeah. the characterization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it really seems like we are going to get a very practical Doctor. Um, well, yeah, definitely after making her, her own sonic screwdriver. Yeah, I mean, like, after after making her own scru- sonic screwdriver. Um, and making her own teleporter. Yep. Well, jerry-rigging her own <laughs> teleporter. The teleporter was already built. She just had to figure out how to power it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I expect many more wonderful, uh, wacky things to be created and made um, throughout the course of this season. But... Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, thinking about it with a quick flash forward, nothing is more wackier than a TARDIS that gives you biscuits. <laughs> what biscuits were those? I was trying to figure it custard out. Custard creams. They're custard creams and oh. supposedly they're Jodie's favourite biscuit. Okay. So okay. it was a bit of like a, so like a oh, meta okay. in-joke yep, type yep. of thing. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Okay. That That makes a lot more sense. I was trying to figure it out. I was looking at the screen. I was like, what is I mean, that? also after 
Eleventh Doctor stopped an army of Daleks with a with a jam biscuit. Like biscuits are just biscuits are a very British thing. All we need as, now is as like a, a tea half British person. Yeah. All we need now is like some sort of tea dispenser in the in the TARDIS, and I mean that that definitely had to have been a thing it, during I mean, like the fourth, third, fourth. A classic era. who. Yeah, of, of, of classic who. Like, mm-hmm. the third and fourth doctors seem like, especially with, with the brigadier. Oh, yes. The brigadier seems like the man that would love a cup of tea in the yes. afternoon. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm sure, I'm sure the doctor would have, um, made, made room for a, uh, a tea maker on the TARDIS, but yeah. Um. Or, or just a kettle. That is Which true. I will say, I still cannot believe that Americans do not grasp the idea of a kettle. Yeah. Do, do they, do they also know what a teapot is? Yes, but they don't know how to boil water without <laughs> using a coffee maker. <laughs> or a pot. Um, <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. I think, oh. I mean, oh, also boy. a, Americans' idea of iced tea, so I've heard, is just cold tea. Yeah, no, that mm. like with no sugar, no, no like, additional like lemon flavoring or or whatnot. It is just cold, bitter tea. Yeah, I, I've I've seen that. Um, I have thankfully n- not had the privilege of trying cold tea, uh, American style cold tea. Um, but yeah, uh, back to the episode. Um, yeah, <laughs> the the tent that is a hologram, um, with the guy that created the founded the race, and uh, I I don't believe he was the founder of the race, more or- the current runner of the current race. It seemed like this was a type of activity that Had stretched on. on for millennia, and he was just uh, the most recent sponsor of oh, okay. the race. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm, that's true. Yeah. But anyway, he, he says this is going to be the last last ever edition. So, um, what did they say? The, their their mission is to um, find the ghost monument or the, this thing that they call the ghost monument, yes. um, and with specific instructions like uh, don't touch the water, don't don't go out at night, go out at really? night or something, something to that effect. Yeah. Um, and then they have like a few missions in in the middle of it, um, but the prize is to is a huge sum of money, which I don't bother to recall. And the yeah, doctor... if the doctor can't, yeah, if the doctor's not sure, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, the doctor is not up to date with currency exchange, um, even in. I mean, also world. so many currencies, too many currencies are, in yes. like like already the world, like Earth has way too many currencies, <laughs> let alone the entire universe. Yes. Um... But yeah, the, the, the winner, um, who is the, the, basically the first person who gets to the ghost monument gets this huge sum of money, um, 
with the additional goal of being able to take their family to safety? Is that... Um, I don't know if that was explicitly... They get a... They get escape from this hell planet. Yep. But I... I remember... I know that the female racer... Uh-huh. Talks about freeing her family, but I think that was more with what she would do with the winning. Ah, oh, true. With the yeah, winning monies, possibly. Yeah. Um. And then you have the male racer, um, who's a complete douche. Yeah, he he's an asshole. Um. Ah <laughs> oh dear, it was very frustrating <laughs> to yeah. to watch it, but. It is, it is. I mean, I, I, it did mean I thought the conclusion was going to happen differently. I was very, I I was very unhappy with the conclusion of this episode, which we'll get (laughs) to later. But, yeah, and Mm. a a quick rewind is I think the director, producers, script writers, who did this and remembered that the Earthlings can only understand the aliens English. because of the TARDIS. Yep. There was no TARDIS, so they just deus exed some translators <laughs> in there, which was... <laughs> I didn't like how they just crammed it in there, but I liked that they included it so that Reddit wouldn't then have a go at them later tonight. Yep, 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 yep. That makes complete sense. Because, um... yeah... Everyone knows Whovians are the worst fandom for minutia. Yes, they are. Yes, yes, Whovians are. Um, They really love digging through every single, like, second. Well, I mean, we've got 55 years of canon. Content, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, you know, some of that. We remember it all. (laughs) But even some of that canon is also. Sometimes I would I would say it's also very uh, confusing. Um, once we get like River and oh that old bi- that whole business. Oh, wouldn't wouldn't it be lovely if we got a River thirteen episode? Um, some way somehow, I'm sure that'll happen. Um, I I don't know because they seemed pretty. They can, Riding they... River out after whatever the episode was called. Was this... I have a feeling it was called Twice in a Lifetime. I may be wrong. Is that... Oh, uh, yeah. How many times did she appear in Capaldi's... Um... Once. That was the only, only Capaldi once. episode. And that was the last time. They can... They can... And that was, yeah, which makes sense as well because her fir- her debut episode with Ten was her death. Was and, her death? Yeah. Well, the 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 end of her story with the Doctor, yeah. and her last episode being the direct predecessor to that episode mm-hmm. makes the uh, loop enclosed. Oh, somewhat. They, we can always. They can always. I mean. A throw yeah, around like they, a... they can always try to, and <laughs> I mean, there will definitely be some big finishes that mm. fill in some gaps there. Yep. 
But yeah, I, I don't think we'll see River back on TV. Ah, <sighs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, maybe who knows? Honestly, it's it's like well, then again, Chibnall was pretty. We'll we'll find out how how well Chris Chibnall will try and um, keep keep going without having. Um, River comeback, but let me. I finally pulled out the um plot point. Hang on, there is a time restriction to to this race. There now. is. Yep. So it was it has to be one, one solar, solar rotation cycle. Yeah. Um, which, which I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Did they mean the time it takes the planet to revolve? So it would, or yeah. So would it so be like a, a day or a year? To sunrise. Was, yes, thing? or was it the time it takes the planet to go around the sun, thus being a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a year seems like a lo- a long time, unless it's like Mercury. Yeah. In which case, that some bitch be hot. <laughs> I mean, it did like desert hot. Though at one stage there was organic life, which means hot, not so good. Yeah. So probably like a Venus type planet, um, maybe. But between Earth and Venus, yes, because you can deal with a higher temperature if the life is adapted to that. Yeah, but yeah. Now I'm just getting technical with science, <laughs> but I suppose this is STEM boys. Yeah, the STEM boys. Um, uh, we will continue. We might actually go further down the science route later on than this, um, because they do talk about. Other stuff. Um, so, yes. Which I also have a fun uh, antidote, uh, uh, a fun little tale about. Oh, yes. But we will get to that later. <laughs> we will get to that later. Um, so, what happens is once um, the organizer of the race um, tells both, I found out the, the name of the male racer. So, the female racer is called Angstrom. The male racer is called Epso. Does that ring a bell okay. to you? Maybe. Maybe, kind of. Um, yeah. Which I will also say, mm-hmm. if it is Epso, makes me think Epsilon, and an Angstrom is a Angstrom scientific unit. Yes. So, back to STEM boys. Back to STEM boys. This is the perfect episode for us. I mean, also, that's like, <laughs> like it's, it's sci-fi. I'm like the, Doctor uh, Who is sci-fi, mm-hmm. very soft sci-fi, but sci-fi mm-hmm. still. Yes, yes. Uh, so yes, um, yeah. once once both Epso and Angstrom um, set off on their merry way, the Doctor asks uh, the organizer of the race what exactly the Ghost Monument is, and lo and behold, it's the TARDIS. It's a flickering TARDIS. Ah <laughs> oh, dear. Um, and it's, and like the, her expression when she finds out that it's, <gasps> it's, it's my TARDIS. Um, but also like, how the fuck my TARDIS get here? Yeah. It's like, and why it, why it's not stable? <laughs> we've, I mean, it, it was pretty, uh, in a bad condition two episodes ago. That is true. Um, but you know, think the TARDIS itself is also a magical entity. 
which we'll get to later. And and <laughs> the regeneration of like in eleventh hour. Yeah. The TARDIS did change. Spoilers mm-hmm. for later, mm-hmm. and it was going away for a decent while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, flickering makes sense. Fair thinking enough. about it now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Doctor and uh, the companions basically join uh, Episode and Angstrom on on this race, basically, even though they're really just collateral. Um, and we're told that they are not invited and not participants, yep. are actually, people are quite disgruntled that they are there. Yep, yep. They, they are seen as... Uh, Hassles. Yeah. Really, just yeah. getting in the way. Yeah. Distractions. I mean, that's really what... um. Epso felt how he really felt about about them. Really, he's just like, why the fuck did I waste my time um, picking up you guys when I could have been winning? Uh, that was sort of his mindset from the get go. Which is now, yeah. I they did try to yada yada the why they picked them up, but yeah. it still made no sense to me. No, it didn't. Um. I think they did try and exp- I think there was supposed to be some explanation about it was a like a side quest idea where you pick up people and then you get more money or something I presume I have was a feeling explained that, but I have a feeling that is what the what they asked um the organizer uh they they said like oh why uh weren't these like some sort of additional um, clues along the way or something. Something along along those lines of so like... Yes. Oh, there there was some bonus? yada yada to get the Doctor and the companions into the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. We, we, we noticed, we noticed. We did, we did. Um, we're just not very articulate. Um, anyway, uh, they find a boat on the lake and figure out that the lake is full of bacteria... But no other forms of life. And uh, apparently the pH must be real bad if you're not supposed to enter the water. Uh, well, it was flesh-eating bacteria, which usually do live yum. in a Is it high acidic? pH environment. I believe it's a basic. I believe flesh-eating bacteria is usually a basic environment. Mm. I forget which one will... I mean, you could it could probably go either way, to be honest. Yes, as that's in, true. both could probably exist as well, where yeah. you have some bacteria that prefer acidic conditions, some prefer yes. basic conditions. Good old, uh, good old life adaptation. Life will find a way. That is true. Uh, and then they find the boat. Apparently, the boat doesn't quite work, and. Uh, Ryan and Graham try to try to muscle up their um, mechanic skills to try and get the boat working. Which where did Graham's come from? Because he's a bus driver. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, Ryan is like going through TAFE or something. Yeah, it seems like some so sort unless, of TAFE. I actually know because Graham became. No, 
Graham stopped being a bus driver when he had cancer. Yeah. So there's not... I mean, he could have maybe gone to school as a mechanic, not been, not become a mechanic, become a bus driver. That's true. I don't know, but <coughs> yeah, quite questionable. But then it also makes sense because Graham just looks at it and goes, eh. no, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't look like anything I've seen on Earth. Um, <laughs> uh, but Ryan goes in, has a look, and's like, what if it's a battery? <gasps> Shock. Which it's a- doctor looks at it. Turns out it's a solar battery. Yep, there, uses the some, power there's of the... something wrong with it. The I don't know. The converter isn't working. Probably. Again, um, not an engineer. I'm a scientist. Yes. Uh, well, it's not really explained either how they got it working. But anyway, they did get it working. So uh, they go across the lake, and uh, once they get to the other side, they go through some sort of weird beach shack ruins um uh, which doesn't make complete sense if you think although mm, mm, no no I was trying to think of a reason why there would be uh but anyway they um they have to cross the ruins in order to get to the location of the ghost monument uh, and surprise, surprise, they have these weird cybernetic soldiers. And. Which has become a trope in Doctor Who. The whole. Cybernetic soldiers? Like, robo defenders. Ah, uh, yeah. Because yep, we yep, had yep. them in. The Girl Who Waited. Mm-hmm. We had them in. Whatever that episode with the Emotion Robots last season was called the emotion robots yeah that like the had the faces the emoji robots was that last season or was that i felt yeah because no, i believe 11? that was bill the one no, where the that ha- was capaldi and it turns out that they were eating the humans to make the environment to like build the to have resources, oh. they were eating the humans for resources. Okay, because there must have there must have been some similar robot with a with an emotion emoji face in in the ele- in Matt Smith's time. That's Matt Smith, maybe? um, maybe, but that also just points out that yes, it is a trope of Doctor yeah. Who. <laughs> Androids, androids, and robots defending planets that are now desolate. Yeah, that seems to be a very recurring theme. Um, but yeah, and arrogant Ryan thinks that he can defeat these soldier defender things um, by going Call of Duty, which made me just go, "Oh God, okay, fine, whatever." Um, And it turns out to be very similar to last episode when What's-His-Face kicked Tim Shaw off the tower and the Doctor was just like, no. (laughs) No. No. no." No, You don't do that. Um, (laughs) That is true. He did learn his lesson very quick. Um, But then the Doctor, out of nowhere, finds an EMP and shuts those robots down. Again. Where did that, where did that EMP come from? I assume there's you some sort of 
button. You could have yada yarded her making the EMP, saying, "Well, I mean, she made a slime screwdriver, which yeah, that's true. She did with quite ease, and overall, electromagnetic devices aren't that hard to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be hard to make a EMP." So large that you could knock out all the robots in the surrounding area. Yeah. But. Which then makes me think that there's probably a, a reboot EMP button, um, in the power pack of these soldiers. Which, yes, well, they did say, you know, that, uh, that they would only be out for, for like a five couple minutes, minutes or something. Max. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it, it would take a couple of seconds to, to, I don't know, maybe Ryan gets one of the robots before the robots figure out how to counter the... EMP? uh, No, not the EMP, like the gunshots. So Ryan can take out one robot, or maybe Mm. there's already a dead robot. The doctor scans it with the screwdriver, is like, yo, I found this weakness for an EMP. Jerry rigs the parts of the robot to make an EMP, sets EMP off. It would mm-hmm. be like a minute of screen time and would make a lot more sense yeah, yeah, to the right. overall viewing quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so after the EMP has been uh, activated, I guess, then they try and find... Uh, well, um, Angstrom and Epso sort of regroup because Epso's been shot, I believe, during that that entire scene. Yes, because he was the one who started... Because all the robots were fine, and the Doctor was like, as long as we don't... Yeah, if we just leave him alone, they should leave us alone. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, Douchebag McGee does douchebagness (laughs) and sets the robots off, and they're like, cool, we're going to kill you now. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, after that entire scene happens, they have to... Well, now that it's getting dark... They have to find a way to get across the ruins. So they find the tunnels. And, uh. Yeah, the doctor, yeah, scans some stuff. He's like, yo, I've kind of got a. Ma-. Yeah, because Angstrom somehow. Uh, I believe it's the tracker that the race guy gave to her. And he's like, yo, we've got this map, and the doctor's able to use it to find an underground tunnel hatch thing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> So they head down into the tunnels and find, like, a, for want of a better word, basically a lab. Yeah, it's a lab. It looks very greenhouse labby. Yep. Um, and then this is where shit gets interesting. Um, so... The mummy returns. Yes. <laughs> um, so episode nods off, um... Yeah, it, it, it's part of his race, like, they just fall asleep way too easily. <laughs> no, didn't they... he take, like, a pill? I may have missed that. He took the, a... Yeah, the, I, yeah. I remember, yeah, they mentioned something about, yeah, just go take one of your naps and we'll wake you up when we find a way out or something. There must be very low, uh, very poor metabolism rate. Uh, <laughs> which would mean that Graham has a better metabolism than episodes people which is so weird um but yeah so episode is now taking a nap and ryan and yaz find a surveillance 
sort of set up and uh the doctor angstrom and graham find uh a weird sort of message thing left by the inhabitants of of the planet and we yeah. figure out that yeah um so the stens are going to be the main uh villains in this story arc for this series so <sighs> i don't want to uh it means we have to see weird teeth men teeth men and teeth women appear from time to time and uh, <laughs> well maybe maybe Aspe- well apparently well with tim shaw he's <laughs> the teeth were like his trophy very uh, similar he is to a how- warrior class that is true Yes, it's very similar to how like Killmonger cuts mm-hmm. the scars into him in into himself in Black Panther, which okay. is a thing that ha- does happen in Africa, yes. and not just a uh, not just an, a, a random not just thing a Killmonger they... thing, mm-hmm. but yes, not all Tim Shaw's maybe creepy <laughs> teeth pe- people. Does this mean? Does this mean right? If if the Doctor deliberately anglicized Tim Shaw. Does that mean we'll get weird, like, West Country names for these other stenza that might appear um, later this series? Hmm. I wonder. Mm. I wonder. Just just name them all after Broadchurch characters. And <laughs> I will love that. The, 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 true, the true circle completes, uh, completes itself. Oh, dear. Um... It will be a fun, it will be a funny Easter egg if, if they do end up doing that. But, um, so yeah, we figure out that the Stenza are somehow involved in creating, uh, helping create these weird creatures, um, or really that the Stenza were, um, in control and, and forcing the previous inhabitants to create these weird um the soldiers as well as the flying bandages uh yeah how did you feel about those flying bandages the more and more i actually think about it the uh-huh. plot of this episode was terrible yep the it the only point of this episode was to further build character yep the plot itself meant, meant absolutely nothing, nothing. Yep. and that kind of annoys me because, mm-hmm. like, it's not that hard to set up a plot that also works for characterization. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but we do find out that, um, as part of this whole monologue by the Doctor talking, describing what's happening with the inhabitant, that... Um, Angstrom had a wife. Yes. And that was like, you know, it was, it was good that they did it in passing and we never really focused too much on it. There was just like a very brief exchange of, because Graham, um, Ryan's nan, uh, died at, you know, trying to protect Earth from Stenza and, um, Angstrom sort of empathized with that. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good way of, 
Um, and note Hollywood and everyone else. <laughs> this is how you write queer characters. Yes, you just you write a character. The, you don't make the queen make the them, focal point of the character. Yeah, character. just be like, yo, here's a character. <laughs> And they're gay. Which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Captain Jack. Captain Jack is, like, yes, his characterization is he hella gay. Well, he (laughs) He hella hella queer. (laughs) Yeah. But in modern society, that's a little bit more questionable Mm -hmm. in characterization. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very proud of the BBC and for Chibnall and everyone for doing this. Yeah. Just being like, yo, character's a character. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was just, it was very nice to sort of have that subtlety. Um, I, I like, I, I double talk. I was like, mm. am I like misinterpreting this? Uh-huh. Did, was she implying like, just like, yes, my partner was also taken by yeah. alien yeah. peoples? But the fact or, that. No. No, yeah, um, no, no, yeah, cool, cool, good work, guys. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um. So yeah, when when you were talking about it in group chat, something about the whole the whole thing about the queer without making the focal point the queer is like, I when I watched that bit, I was like, ah, oh, yes, 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 I I wholly approve. Um. And I've noticed it's similar. Also happened with Ryan, where Ryan has a disability, but mm-hmm. the disability isn't his character. Yeah. I, like, it, it's... He's a lot more disabled than Angstrom is gay, if you know what I mean by that. Yeah. But, like, it's referenced a lot more. But also, there is a very... People with disabilities... Like, mm. that disability can become part of your life, in a way. Yeah. So... Yeah. Which but is... But I guess it's more about... With, with Ryan... It's about him overcoming his... Dyspraxia, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We do allude to it. It was alluded to in, in the beginning, uh, in the first episode, um, because they do talk about his dyspraxia. Um, how he can't ride a bike. How he can't ride episode, a bike for shit. And now that he he's can't climbing. can't climb ladders. Yeah. And this is a continual struggle for him. And I guess it's, this is also sort of a nod to invisible, um, disability. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that whole conversation about what people will say is, you know, a person with different accessibility requirements and that sort of thing. So, yeah, we're, we're getting, we're, we're going places with Doctor Who this season. Um, very fast. Very, yes, actually, indeed, very fast. Um, you'll be interesting. But, like, like, but also at a pace that, is acceptable. Mm, mm, like they're not yeah. just rushing in and making mistakes, not barging and, down doors, and um, sort of you know throwing everyone into the deep end. Yeah, but yeah, I do yeah, like it's the definitely not in your face. Of it. Yeah, mm, yeah. Um, so we get to the very interesting sciencey portion of this um, because once we find out that the uh, flying bandage, flying bandage monsters are gonna come and get them, um, as well as the soldiers, they have to escape the tunnels and head up um, to, I believe they said, acetylene fields. Yes. Now, this was what I was alluding to before. I, I thought they said um, ethylene, and I was oh, like, no. ethylene ain't that bad, really. Uh-huh. 
I mean, ethylene not good either. Yeah. Gonna say that. Mm-hmm. But ethylene not as bad as acetylene. That is true. And then I was like, hang on, are they the same thing? And then I had no, to go through not. the entire chemistry in my head. No. No. Different. But both uh two both carbon. Are, yeah, hydrocarbon yeah. um compounds, but um acetylene is uh has a stronger carbon carbon bond. Also a double bond though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, when they have when they figure out and they're having having to go up to the surface, um, and the doctor, uh, well, they're all sort of confronted by the flying bandage monsters. Um, they get the smart idea of digging their feet into the ground, um, which I still don't know what the point of that was. I think it's was it to try to like. Get lower from the future fire, or I think it was to to um give them like a secure foundation so that when they did have to sort of fall down, I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah now it- now I'm thinking about it again. It's like, well, you don't really need to dig your feet into the ground, no, unless you really needed to stay in that position. And also it's sand. Like, sand yeah, isn't it is sand. that supportive. Yeah. Um, hmm. Like, unless you then dug a massive hole and then buried yourself, like, halfway up up your shin, yeah, you're not going to get that much support. Plus, yeah. you can't fall backwards that way anyway. So, yeah, yeah. it made... I was like, why? That was why? questionable. Um... <laughs> Um, but yeah, then they started talking about how acetylene is uh, lighter than air, and also, um, what was the other thing before we, they um, said it was very, very flammable? Smelt like garlic. Smelt like garlic. Um, Which I've never experienced myself, and I have set my arm on fire with acetylene before. <laughs> so... But, uh, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. And I actually don't want to go smelling acetylene, to be honest. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be smelling... Yeah, that's true. Um, so, I don't think yeah, I'll be researching that one. No. Um, but yeah, then then they sort of all collapse and uh, Graham flicks uh, Epzo's um, very special Click cigar. cigar. Um, into the air, and with a with a snap of the fingers, the acetylene catches on fire. Um, Which they also yada yada over some more science there, where they're like, "Yes, the acetylene is highly flammable. Yes, only in the presence of oxygen. Yep, acetylene is still very flammable without oxygen, but, but not, but not like as it's flammable. a lot harder to set on fire." Yeah, with the with the oxygen, and they were already talking about how they were running low on oxygen. So I was like, "Not a great idea. You might want to run fast," which they do. So that's yeah. no big deal. But yeah, well, they didn't really run; they more like crawled. Yeah, um, but as as a hashtag stem boy, yes. the chemistry means a lot to me. Yes, it does, and to me too. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, 
Um, so really, after they um, after they kill the flying bandage monsters, they finally uh, get to the place where the TARDIS is supposed to be. Um, but in its place, I think they find the tent. There, there is a tent. There is the tent, the hologram tent, and um, but no TARDIS. But no TARDIS. Um, but both Angstrom and Episode, because the whole thing is first person to get there wins the wins the pot. Um, plus but the gets an dies. escape route. Yeah, but the other dies. Um, they sort of have this little um. A little argument between themselves to figure out who really won, and the doctor, being the doctor, um, decides that, uh, well, suggests to them that they should both enter the tent together and, uh, become joint winners. Which is not really what the organizer wanted. Um. I mean, it was very Hunger Games. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it is very much like, I, I didn't, I, like, you sort of broke the rules, that sort of business. Um, but yeah, after much convincing, um, they're both declared joint winners and, uh, they leave, leaving the doctor, Yaz, Graham, and Ryan, um, still stuck on the planet with no TARDIS. But, uh, after a while, lo and behold, we get to see the TARDIS appear and, uh, we get to see inside it the TARDIS, and what are your thoughts about, um... I think it is beautifully retro classic Who, uh-huh. with some 10th Doctor TARDIS rolled into it, that which is... are my two favourite TARDISes, the original TARDIS and uh-huh. 10th TARDIS. I do like the, so I do like that I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. I, I love the motif that is going on. Um, and it's very industrial. It is very industrial. Like industrial in a good, like rusty industrial. Yeah, like I, mm. I love it. It's, it's and really a lot nice. Of, there are also a lot of like crystal stuff going on. Um, there's now a massive crystal in the middle of the console. Um, but we yeah, also. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see like more shots of it. Yes. Well, and actually, like, get the more planned out. Like, it's not until, like, the end when they pan out do you see there's, like, a dome around it as well. Yeah. Mm, so. Yeah. But from what I saw, it looked very pretty. It did. Um, and yeah, that's basically where we end the episode. But I guess, is there anything that stood out to you? In, well, like, yes. Yeah, uh, definitely overall just a poorly plotted episode. Like, I, I presumed how it was going to work was uh, that male male racer was going mm-hmm. to win and that uh, female racer would, like, the Doctor would save them. In And that could maybe transition then into our next episode where the Doctor kind of, like, tries to save uh, Angstrom's family. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened, and we had a stupid resolve that pretty much says it's okay to be a dickhead. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. There. Uh, it. It was. It's very much like. Um. Because you don't see any like. I feel like episode didn't change. Yeah. There is, is no redemption. There is no redeemable values. There's. Yeah. He's still an asshole. At the yeah, end of he the didn't day. get his just desserts. Yes. Um, but, hmm, is it okay, then, do you think, that we don't get a, um, an, a character, you know, a side character, really, um, to have their, to have a resolve at the end of the episode? I mean... (sighs) I, like, you, you do need a resolve in there somehow, but mm. I don't think that this was the right resolve, unless mm-hmm. it then gets tied back into later episodes. Mm-hmm. But also, I just didn't like the character to begin with. I found them very plain. There was no backstory, really. There yeah. was just dickhead being a dickhead because he's a dickhead. There may have mm-hmm. been something in there about him being last of his species or something I may recall oh. but also that's a Doctor Who trope in itself again yes. the Doctor finds um, the last because because the Doctor is the last of their kind um, it's really just finding aliens of uh, in a similar situation that sort of thing um yeah, that that is definitely a, a thing that happens in Who constantly. Um, mm. But yeah, I I know it's very early on, and I guess it makes sense. But yeah, Ryan just for some reason ticked me off <laughs> this episode. Yeah, well, I also think this episode was bad for companions. Like, I still have mm. no idea. Like. This is not a Yas episode. Yas gets no. nothing out of this episode. No. There but... is... No, I, I don't even recall her having any, like, standout scenes. No, no. Even, no. like... Even when it's the, like, two boys, two girls on the separate spaceship. Yeah, no, she was The doctor much... is just, like, ordering Yas around and Yas being like, Am I yeah. going to die? Please tell me, like, We're be truthful. Am I going to die? Yeah. And it was... Yeah, just questionable and I think yeah, yeah. It, with well there was a but that's also ex- because mm-hmm. you like you have nine uh, you have three companions you've got to build up which yep. you have future episodes you can do that then mm-hmm. you have the doctor who you have to build up ASAP because they're your we, we main still protagonist found- yeah yeah and then you have your two one-off characters who like you need to build yet they yeah. don't build one of the one-off characters, yeah. like I just said. Mm. But, yeah. There was I something, there was something I remember, um, in one of the scenes with just Graham and Ryan is like, um, and I don't know if I can really say that this is sort of character development, but, um, Graham points out that 
Ryan, the the way that Ryan is coping with his nan's death is by repressing. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And but also, that's of, like, that's a, that's a natural thing. That though. is a natural thing, yeah. And the opposite is happening with Graham is that he's externalizing a lot of stuff. But yeah, it was just, it was just like, is that all we're going to get out of these? Also, like, so, Nan dies, mm-hmm. then we have a couple of days clearly for them to organise a funeral. Yeah. And then there can't have been that many days, if if even a day passes before the Doctor then transports away and accidentally pulls the companions with her. Mm-hmm. So, Nan's been dead for maybe... It's very fresh. Between a week and two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Hella fresh. Mm, mm. So yeah, cut, cut cut the boy a break, people. He's <laughs> he's coping. He's coping his own way. It's it's just manifesting um, differently, very differently. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see if we'll see if the um the way that both of them are coping actually does affect the um their development in any way i assume it will um and it'd be interesting to see how that happens if they are if they have to deal with the death of other characters mhm that is true so again that could have been in- interesting if one of the two races had died. to die or if yeah. If Yaz was like, or either one of the companions really was placed in a yeah, if yeah, if similar any, situation. I, I to think thing. Yaz yeah. would be yeah, but then Yaz is a police officer and can probably cope. I like, can probably deal with bullshit herself. So yeah. Also, you don't for for a season where you're trying to be as. Not feminist, but we're trying to go beyond like um doing regular expectations of female thing. characters, yeah, mm-hmm. you can't really then have a damsel in distress character, yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think yeah, maybe if you put one of maybe if you put um Ryan in danger and then have Graham mm. act paternally and then rescue him building that relationship a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been and interesting. Potentially. I mean it it's it's this it's a shame that last episode was over an hour long. Yet this mm. episode was only just under fifty I think it was forty nine minutes. I think so. So then you yeah. also have so you only have so you have less time to do stuff as well. Yeah. There, there yeah. must have been a lot of content that was cut. Um, in uh, order to sort of, ma- I have uh, a feel. Well, because I, I would like that to be the case, but yeah. because it's broadcast television and they yeah. have to, essentially, time like they're used to that forty-five to fifty-minute episodes, so they yeah. just ha- so they write for that. Yeah, I think I true. think that's the thing because it was the brand it was the brand new Doctor and blah blah blah. They mm. gave it a bit more extra time, and I would say it would have 
been broadcast in a 90-minute block opposed to a 60-minute block. Yeah, yeah. So... Mm. Yeah, I just... This episode is, like, very meh overall. Um... And even yeah, coming off coming off the premiere, this was really just like uh, it, it. This is a filler, and you can tell it's a filler. Um, yeah. But usually, uh, okay. Um, you can't count Eccleston because Eccleston se- season is a whole another kettle of fish. Yes. Ten's ten second episode was New Earth. Uh-huh. Which was a New Earth, okay episode. Plot Yeah, the plot's okay. Whatever. Eleven second episode I believe is Whale England? Um, I think it's, let me... I think it's Whale England. The Beast Below. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, I believe it's The Beast Below. And then it's, um... Uh, World War Two Daleks is episode three. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then... Twelve second episode. I don't even remember because I don't like any of... I don't like any of those episodes. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. Um, but yeah, this se- this so, seemed to be yeah. like a little less. Yeah, I mean, like, what the point I was making was, mm. you kind of you need the characterization, and clearly they've put characterization over plot overall. So you've got to feel a plot trying to build characterization. <sighs> yeah, which overall isn't going to be looked upon fondly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I could have, I could probably sit, sit down for tomorrow and write a spec script solving all these issues. <laughs> but also, I don't know what's going to happen in one episode's time, three episodes' time, yeah. eight episodes' time. So, mm-hmm. maybe this isn't going to be as filler as we think it will. That's true. But yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case. Like I said, maybe that maybe the racing characters are going to come back in later episodes. We don't know. We um, don't know. I don't believe they... I don't feel they will, especially after the end of last episode where we had the look at all these actors we have. Yep. So it feels like, yeah, there's a, going to be a lot of uh, action... Awaiting us. Yes, that is true. And I didn't realise we were we were only getting ten episodes plus a Christmas special. Yeah, I I recall thinking that and then forgetting that and then remembering that. <laughs> like I, I had a feeling I I was like, it's ten episodes and I was like, No, hang on, it's not ten episodes, it's Doctor Who will have thirteen. Mm. But I presume that yeah it's I was I knew it was ten, and then second guessing myself. Okay, okay. So, mm. Oh yeah, that's it's a shame, but it could also be good. It could mean uh, well, I was about to say it could mean we're getting better episodes, but I clearly mean, we, not. Yeah. 
Oh, we'll see where it falls in context with with the rest of the series. Um, sure. Mm. Uh, yeah. Is that it? I think I think we've covered basically everything about. Yeah, there's. I, I can't really think there's much else to cover. Mm. Um, the Sonic seems to glow like com- completely down the length, which I mean, cool. Ah. I don't know, it could also have been it was a dark room, so a little bit oh, of light true. goes a long yeah. way. But yeah, it looks like the entire thing is glowy, which, I mean, good work, good work, uh, props department. <laughs> it still uh. looks like a weird digit sex toy, which is unfortunate, <laughs> but... Oh dear, oh dear. Should I, should, should we vaguely oh. segue to that? Um, oh, I mean, we can, but I don't see any real need to. And if we're going to talk sex toys, let's leave it for Benaya. Uh Yes, uh, we'll we'll leave that interesting uh, tease for, for later. Another... But yeah. another thing I noticed was no one said it's bigger on the inside. Didn't they? No, no one said it's bigger on the inside. Oh, we finally I know it's past. I know it's a trope. And I just bad-mouthed two tropes previous, but it's, like, the key trope of Doctor Who. Yeah. Any any and new character or any new companion says, once they enter, it's like, oh, it's bigger on the inside. Which I was then fine with the Clara flip of it's smaller on the outside. That's <laughs> the same joke, but taken a different direction, <clears throat> so I'm fine with that. But yes, someone yes. has to say it, and no one said it. Yep. And it annoys me. <laughs> you can you can do whatever you want with the joke. Like I said, Clara, it's smaller on the outside. Yes. But the joke has to be there. <laughs> it, it's not a Doctor Who episode without someone saying it's bigger on the inside. Um, also, just random random design question. Did there ever used to be that police box sign on the inside of the TARDIS? It is a new thing, but it's not new, new thing, to right? this season. Okay, okay. That, it's that is been like in a... previous TARDISes, but it's but not has it hasn't always been a thing. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because I I saw it um, when we did the um, interior reveal. I was like, I didn't see that before. Um, okay. Yeah, so my it, my it... thing was, is it not mirrored? Because it's always, but it is mirrored. It's just mm-hmm. I have terrible eyesight. <laughs> Are you no it's not it's not mirrored. It is it is the Oh okay well then no then that's new because it's always been mirrored. I mean I could probably oh. look at any of the and I see it's all the way up here and I can't move without <clears throat> not with while being connected to computers. But yes the the yeah, police box thing should be mirrored when they're inside the TARDIS. Okay let me quickly um while you do that, uh, I'll say the other thing I love, which is the yes. textured um, left door panel. Instead of it mm. being like a sticky decal, it's now like carved or something. Which it's just, like embossed it's, or something. Yeah, it just it looks pretty. Mm, mm, mm. And I like pretty. I like pretty tardises. <laughs> and it's still <laughs> not, not nice and blue. And oh, the other thing I noticed was the. Windows are windows, which 
usually they're not. Like, you could actually see the outside light because it was a day environment on the uh-huh. planet. You could see the natural light coming into the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to call it the atrium. It's not an atrium, mm-hmm. but like the... Foyer? But it being really one room, either. it's hard to... But yeah, that small square of what would actually be the police box, mm. the windows, yeah, have natural light coming through them, which, again, is just pretty, and it makes it feel real. Mm-hmm. Like it's an actual living environment. Yeah. Okay, so I just dropped a screen cap of the interior onto chat so that you can have a look. Yeah, it's not. It's it's actually like the panel is the is not. Oh mirrored. yeah, it's not mirrored. Mm. Yeah, that's. I'll be interested to see if that changes. Yeah. Oh, but is that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can also see there the natural light. Yeah, and the lights the non, going inside. The mm. non-blacked out T windows, like the windows are no longer T's. Mm-hmm. But actually, no. I think that might be right because it's actually it looks to be on the wall where the back would be of the police box. Mm-hmm. So that would then be correct because that would be the back panel, not the front panel. That's usually the reversed one. Okay. So maybe then I'm not annoyed by it. <laughs> No, but, uh, yeah, the thing I noticed was that, yeah, you definitely have the police box and then Mm -mm -mm. the control room, rather than just, like, doors open, you're into the control room, Mm -hmm. which is just a thing. Uh, I I don't particularly like it, I don't particularly Mm -hmm. dislike it, it's just a thing. Yeah. Fair enough. But it's it's good, it it makes it feel different to previous TARDISes. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think is good, especially where I didn't like 12's TARDIS. I, I mean, well, it fit the character, but I just didn't mm-hmm. like it. It was too clean. <laughs> yeah, this this one has definitely got more, like, industrial. Yeah, it feels rusty. It does, it does. Even the motif. Look at the motif that is Yeah, well, used. I mean, it's very brownie-orange, rusty-coloured. Yes. Which is perfect, especially for the Sheffield Steel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> but yeah, I think we've covered um, a lot yeah, of what I, we I wanted definitely... to say, talk about um, for this spoiler cast of Doctor Who. Um, yeah, you th- is there anything else that we we missed, Nick? I don't think I don't think so. No. Um. Oh, cool opening credits. Oh yes, yes, we did talk about this um before we started the episode. But yes. I do like the new intro. Um It's it feels the same, but it feels completely different. Mm-hmm. Um Also Does the Doctor Actor always have their name go first, or were they pre- previously last? Mm good question. I have a feeling... I mean, because there's four names, like, the names come quite fast. Yeah. So... <sighs> no, I, I think, think for, usually the Doctor I does think... come first. Hmm. Yes. But also, no, um, 
Chris Chibnall showrunner title, which is fine because he was because it he went director at the end. Yeah, it went director, yeah, yeah, yeah. producer, which isn't mm-hmm. which wasn't Chibnall, and then the writer, which was Chibnall. Yep. Which I mean, hopefully, what that means is that he's not being egotistical about the series. He's not doing a Moffat. Is that what you mean? No, I mean, Moffat has his own poisons, mm-hmm. but in that he's acknowledging the creative input of other people. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I like that. I like that it's going to be more... Well, I don't know if this is going to be true, but I would like it to be more of a collaborative effort between the production staff than just a one face a of the show. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, Chibnall is acknowledged as the showrunner, <clears throat> yep. but, yeah, taking that step back and being like, I'm not the one who's writing all the episodes, I'm not the one yeah. who's directing the episodes, Mm-mm-mm. I don't I don't make the props, I don't make the backgrounds, yep. just, I just write the overview of the series. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I'm... I'll, I was talking to my dad about it tonight who hasn't started watching it yet, but I was saying, mm-hmm. like, I feel reinvigorated by these last two episodes. Mm-hmm. And that after not liking Capaldi, I felt very... um, Not depressed, but I felt very... um, Just disheartened, I suppose, mm-hmm. by it. It just... Nothing... Nothing felt concurrent, nothing felt... It just didn't feel right, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, stuff stuff's feeling happy, stuff's feeling... fun, mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I'm excited for these next couple of episodes and seeing... Mm. seeing what, what this fairly new world has to offer. Mm, yeah. I think I mentioned my sort of general thoughts about this new season in the last episode, yeah, because I didn't... I sort of fell off Doctor Who um, definitely after the 50th. Um, mm. Just because it was just... Yeah, the 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 whole thing was just like... Clara's mystery girl trope was just getting too long um, for me to be comfortable with it. And yeah, and this season, especially the premiere, and I guess, um, yeah, I really sort of felt that excitement, um, sort of a similar feeling when I first watched New Who. Uh, Yeah, and I guess coming back into... Doctor Who with more of an open mind about what what is going to happen is is really going to help with the, my overall impression of of this series in particular. So yeah, I, I'm also loving the uh, gender confusion the Doctor has. <laughs> come to Daddy. I mean, come to Mummy. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh. Let's hope. Let's hope that is resolved fairly quickly. Yes. Yes. Of, of course. But I don't want this whole it, uh, like the whole bloody dick size comparison thing. That was a a whole thing with um, Matt Smith 
and especially in the 50th. Uh, yeah, we don't need that. We, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, once, once. I would like to say it be wrapped up like next episode. I would hope it's settled like next, by next episode. As, as, uh, if, if not next episode, the episode after, but I understand like this episode and last episode happen like one after the other, so it's one, you could view it as one episode in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your themes can carry over, but yeah, just but yeah. the gender confusion jokes work great for the for, time being. Yeah, for but the they're time gonna being. get old real fast. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think we better start wrapping up. Um, yes, I mean time zones for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we we did talk about this briefly. Now that now that daylight savings is back. Oh, good lord, I hate time zones. Um, also, poor Jamer. Uh, yeah, poor, poor Jamer. More so because if we do start, um, recording the, the previous time, like the, the usual time that we record, which is like, I can't remember, like 10. Basically, if we start recording at 10 p.m. Brisbane, that would mean it's 11 for um, New South Wales and Victoria. It means that it's also half past 10 in Adelaide. Um, we've which is still this, the stupidest is, thing ever. Which is ridiculous. It's like, why the fuck? How the fuck can Adelaide be half an hour in front of Queensland? <laughs> Daylight savings. Um, it does I mean, mean poor, yeah. then you also have the confusion. Like, now this is just getting into time zones, but... <clears throat> There, you know. there are points in New South Wales where they actually run on Adelaide time. Like Broken Hill confusing. or something, right? Yes, I believe it's like Broken Hill West to the border is all. Mm. Because it was closer to Adelaide than it was to Sydney to like trade and transport and that type of yeah, thing that, historically. That some, that's something I vaguely remember. Um, but yeah, there is now like a three hours gap um, between yeah. Perth and... Uh, southeastern Australia, so it's very difficult to schedule things. And let's good lord, let's organise Christmas real fast and lock that shit down. Oh, oh yeah, y- you reminded me. Thank you for reminding me. I need to sort <laughs> Christmas out real fast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just a heads up. We are wrapping up the uh season two of Great Mates podcast uh at the end of November. Um, after that we'll start. Uh, our 2018-2019 summer season, which means all new things, some old things, uh, we some can't experiments. really- experiments. Some experiments. Um, it will be very regular or really irregular. Um, I think we'll try to make it more, um, organized irregular than it was last year. Yes, I think so. Basically, but, what we're trying to say is we won't be putting out weekly. Um, but it'll be with, like... With the sole exception of, like, New Year and Christmas. Yeah, yeah, like, stuff will be hit, but at, at the moment, uh, I, I won't go into scheduling, but it, it'll look like we'll have designated off weeks. Yes. yes Where instead of just is... being like, oh, we can't record this week, we've got nothing, it'll be, yep. yo, we're off for the next week... Go listen to terrible old episodes. 
<laughs> but yeah, once once we finally set out um, the summer schedules, we'll let you guys know. Um, and I think that's pretty much it, because after summer, it means that Season 3 will start Lord knows when, um, but I do have a date in mind. I just can't tell the listeners just yet. I um, mean, I would love to see A Mate's Great 2. Ben oh won't let Lord. it happen. <laughs> I don't think I'd let it happen um, after after what happened. Uh, Mate's Great for, um, Part 1. I don't think we'd ever want a Part 2. Um, that is, of course, unless th- the listeners want a part two. Or someone else does it. Or someone else does it, yeah. Who knows? Um, maybe we'll put that to a vote towards the end of season two of summer. Uh, yeah. But anyway, we'll do socials so you can find me basically everywhere as a Bangpinoy, A-B-A-N-G-P-I-N-O-Y. And Nick, where can people find you? People can find me at Nick Lankroon, Nick, L-A-N-D-K-R-O-O-N. And uh, now for the other mates, if you want to find Brandon, you can hit him up on Instagram as brndn.le. Um, if you want to find him on Twitter, just remove the dot, because Twitter hates dots, but he doesn't really post... He doesn't really post on either anymore, really. I should I should bug him to post more. People um, people are busy boys now. We are all busy boys. If you really I mean, think I'm about not. it. I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. True. Min's also sort of a not so busy but also quite busy boy. Bin's uh, also figured out that he needs to like sleep before he goes to work. Yeah. Well now that daylight savings is a thing. Um, yeah, definitely. He doesn't really have a choice anymore. Um, uh, just the nature of how we record these now. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah. So, where can people find Bin if they want to find Bin, Nick? If people want to find Bin, first question yourself, <laughs> and then go find him at Bin's in the air. On Twitter. Um, On Twitter. Yeah. Um, he's, he's ranting about broad church over there. Um. Oh my god, I... I was so close to strangling the boy about Broadchurch. Like, I, I get it's confusing at times. Or not mm-hmm. confusing. I get that it can be very, uh, frustrating. exciting. Yeah, frustrating, exciting. But, god damn it is, uh, this is, I this love, is... I love the boy, but Jesus Dude, H. Christ. <laughs> Uh, I I keep telling him put your rants about Broadchurch on Twitter. At least don't clog up chat. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, like the chat clogging annoys me, but uh-huh. also I'm like, one, I watched this show when it aired, which was three years ago. ago so one, I can't remember. <laughs> Though he has caught up to season three, which he's, only aired the start of this year. The bloody thing. I like, mean, we so did that fast. with Kim's, so... No, but see, the the thing with Broadchurch is that the episodes are about an hour long. Yeah, but, I mean, I infrequently binged Kim's and it took me a week or so, so... Mm. You know... Yeah, he only, if, didn't he if, only start watching this... Oh, well, yeah, he did only start watching this a week ago, so... Yeah. Mm, fair enough, fair so, enough, fair enough. 
to be fair, I've also started watching Broadchurch, but I'm taking my time with it. Um, and I will leave my thoughts on Twitter if I ever also, bother. Also, like, I, I said to him, it's the show that, like, it's a show that works very well watching slowly and week to week, mm, rather mm, than, like, mm, cramming, because then you don't have the time to sit there being, like... To, to process Yeah, everything. to either be like, what the fuck did I just watch? Or yeah. to also be like, who is it? Who did this? What's mm. going to happen? Mm. Yeah. But anyway. You're watching it wrong, Benaya. <laughs> um, back to socials. If you socials. want to find Olivia, you can find her on Twitter as 8BitOlive. Really on most things. Um, If you also want to go find her um, design page, I it's Instagram only. Um, find it as O-L-I-V-E dot D-S-G-N. Um, where can people find Anastasia? Nick. Anastasia, who is also a very busy boy, can be mm-hmm. found... Like, everyone's a boy. I yes. uh, Can be we, found... We, we, we covered this. Boy, <laughs> good, good, good. B-O-I is gender neutral for us. Yes, good. I, I had someone call, call me out on it before, and I was like, no... But yes, Anastasia, busy, can be found yes. at Anastasia Moen. On basically everything. And everything, yeah. Yes, and as we've discussed before, our Western Australian boy, prodigal son, um, who we hear from very infrequently, uh, Jamer, you can find him on Instagram as jmrng. Um, and you can find us, the Great Mates Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter now as GR8MHSPDCAST. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, basically everywhere you find podcasts. And if you want to leave us a rating and review on iTunes, please do so. Give us five stars. Although we really can't force you to give us five stars. Um, this week, if you want to leave us a review for this episode, um, tell us your thoughts about the episode in your review. Um, yeah. And if you want to leave us questions, uh, use the hashtag GreatMatesPodcast or slide into our DMs on either social account. It really doesn't matter. Um, I think that's it. I, I believe so. It. Yeah. So thank you guys once again for listening. We'll see you guys next week, I believe. Next week is our Halloween special, so we're going to have to get that sorted. Um, unfortunately, by the time you're listening to this, we would have already sort of started recording, so it's a bit late to, 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 to suggest Halloween stories slash questions. But anyway, we'll see you guys next week on our Halloween episode. Bye! Bye-bye! Bye-bye!